listening to the voice of Kayla Pitts, and this is the Mixed Bread Podcast. My guest this episode is the lovely Summer Sky. The two of us bake some delicious cinnamon swirl bread while we discuss dancing with fire, emotional vulnerability, spiritual retreats, and Summer teaches us a new word that needs to be brought out of the world of polyamory and into the mainstream. Hope you enjoy this episode and let's bake some bread. Yeah, and when she she got into that stuff about her family being witches, I was like, more please. More like, please. What do you mean, cuts the clouds of the knife? I need an explanation, Casey. <laughs> Give me more. So that's a good one. All right, um, if you want to start combining some of the dry sure. ingredients. Um, I will feed this to 350. And start greasing. No, (laughs) with the apartment buildings, good. Yeah, yeah. The powdered sugar is supposed to be for the glaze, which is just gonna be sugar, vanilla extract, milk, and butter. But I don't understand how. Whatever. Maybe, maybe it'll all come together. Yeah. So, separate little combined cinnamon and sugar. How much did it with cinnamon and sugar? Whoa. That reminds me of like the batter that you would make to put in like an easy bake oven. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it is. Alrighty. Cool. Are you ready for the baking interview? Yeah. I don't know how I'm gonna introduce you or yeah. how I already introduced you at the beginning of the show. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you tell them um, a little bit about yourself? Okay, that's always funny. <laughs> well, I'm Summer Sky and I am a hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a creative hobbit. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's that's always a hard question to answer because I'm still getting to know myself. Oh. Give a brief answer. It's it's yeah, I'm I'm Summer Sky and I am a passionate human being that's just trying to understand the human experience. <laughs> it's a complex answer. It's yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'll save you. <laughs> yeah. I'll save you. We'll, we'll, we can jump right in with the, uh, the yeah. hottest topic, I think. Um, you spin fire. I do. Yeah. How did you get into spinning fire? Is it called something else? No, you got it. Okay. Yeah, spinning fire um, or dancing with fire. I like that too. I puts an image in your head. Dancing yeah. with fire. Dancing yeah. with fire. Because it's not, it's, it is a dance, right? With You're dancing with literally the flames um and i actually forgot that i 
spun fire for a birthday party of yours. Yeah, you did. I did do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you've gotten to see me in action. Yeah. Um, I was impressed. I mean, I, I wanted glad. to talk to you about it. I don't I don't know many people who spin fire. Yeah, so I guess how I started, well, I, it's funny because when I was in high school, it's actually something I was very, that I had known about and I was very attracted to it and I knew I always wanted to do it. But it wasn't until 2012, I went to my first festival <laughs> called Catalyst. It's on this beautiful mountain that my friend owns the land and he does this uh, like mountaintop gathering every year. And it, com it that, that event alone changed the whole course of my life because I met people who would end up being lifelong friends and people mm. who would end up being huge role, role models for me. And but that particular weekend, I, um, I, I knew I had wanted to spin fire and I actually, the only couple props that I knew about was like poi, fans, and staff at that point. I had no idea that any other prop went beyond that. What's poi? So poi is like, I don't know, it's, I feel like fire poi is the most commonly known because it's one that I, the first thing I think about is like, Hawaii, they do it in Hawaii or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but it's just, it's like two Kevlar balls at the ends of chains and you just spin them mm -hmm. around. It's hard to like describe them, but. Well, when you um, say that, that makes, I, I, I've, I've been to Hawaii, I've seen the, um, the, the okay. Polynesian. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that's where the origins are, but the, yeah. the ball at the end of the and then like the, they can spin it and like yeah, yeah, yeah. do all sorts um, of stuff like go under their arms and stuff sort right. of num a nunchuck like kind of yeah. and actually I have a friend that does fire nunchucks so that's a thing fire nunchucks oh yeah you can literally do anything if as long as you <laughs> have set it on fire as long as you have the right prop makers you can make any prop fire for fire nunchucks. yeah Holy so crap. so so like that weekend though I was dazzled. I was like <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> it was I think it was the first night I like was down at one of the stages and I had looked over and I saw this beautiful fairy girl like s manipulating a stick like a like a shiny stick. Mm. And I was like totally mesmerized. What is that? Mm and immediately knew I needed to know what it was so I could have one too. And and then the next night I saw her again, but she did it on fire this time. And I was like, oh, you can do it on, oh my God, <laughs> yes. So I ended up learning it's called Flow Wand or Levy Wand. And I ordered one, like a practice one, like not too long after that and just started getting into it. and. I think it must have been in 2013 at this point. I, my friend had a fire flow wand and I, she let me try it. And at that point, I had already been practicing the practice wand enough so I was comfortable with like doing it on fire. So, so that's one thing I do want to say for anyone out there <laughs> who might be curious about spinning fire or wanting to try it. Like, cause people usually ask me like, how do you get into it? And I'm like, well, I'll just, tell you what I think is the best way because it's kind of how it happened for me mm -hmm. is that I picked up the prop that called to me the most which was this wand mm -hmm. 
So pick up the prop, your first prop, like whatever is like, feels like it's calling to your spirit and then order the practice version of that. Or you can even order like the fire version, just practice it first. Don't light it on fire until you know what you're doing yeah. with the prop. Yeah. Um, until you're comfortable with and have that muscle memory. And there's tons of tutorials online that can teach you how to use your prop. There's also, you know, when life is more normal again, there's <laughs> festivals you can go to. Like there's this one called Wildfire. I've never been to it. It's all about, it's like fire spinning camp. Yeah. And then there's another one called the New England Flow Fest that you can go to and learn how to, you know, there's teachers and they do workshops. Yeah. I've never been to them personally. I kind of, because there, there's a lot of tech involved and tech is just a term of like the different tricks you can do with that prop. Mm -hmm. I just dance with them personally. I yeah. don't really do all the tech, but there's a lot to learn. Like I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll come to you then. Cool for us. Yeah, <laughs> no. So any chance I can get to like perform and fire spinning has always been so like for me it's been so especially because when I think back to the to that festival, like the night that I was watching all the fire spinning, I was so mesmerized and I was like, oh my god. So I want to be able like that feeling of just total like enchantment from it, I want to be able to provide that for other people now. So like any chance I get to like bring that spark of magic to people who aren't exposed to it, it's yeah. really exciting. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> it really, well like as a person who was enchanted by it, yeah. <laughs> I think that like that's a very real thing. That's, yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. And like, you do do it, that's the, so don't think that you don't, you do it's do so it. Great. I love it. Yeah. You're enchantress for sure. Um, I am glad this is what I came here to do. <laughs> but it's, I mean, only one of your many creative expressions, right? Because you're oh, yeah. also, uh, as far as I know, you're an artist and you paint. You're also a singer and you're in a band and you're a model mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and like, uh, I would even suffice to say um, makeup artist, yes. like all, yeah. all of these things. Well, so to start off, before we jump into any yeah, of like, sure. which ones are your favorites or how yeah. you got into any of them, has your creative expression been present in your 2020? Oh, for sure. More so, do you think, than other years? In terms of singing, yes. I think singing is actually like out of all of the things that I do, it's the one that I want to pursue in I guess more, like I dream of pursuing it in more of a career type way. Everything I do I love doing, but singing I think, and part of the reason why is because it's the scariest one. It's the most vulnerable one. It's the yeah. one that I, when I, cause I've performed on stage. Well, I've done it with a couple music projects I've been a part of, but it's the one that has to, that forces me to get out of my comfort zone the most. It's the one that I've like, cause everything else that I do creatively comes so naturally to me. And singing does, but like, I'm having to find my own, uh, my own voice. And it requires so much of you. It does, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I ask about 2020 because I, I personally, just from what I've seen, I think that I've seen like an awakening of creatives in 2020 For who sure. just can't even stop themselves from making things whether oh, yeah. they know why they're making them or not. No, it's <laughs> They great. just have to like 
they have to do something. And yeah. I think that that's, I don't know, I think it's important and I think that it's going to spark a lot of really interesting things in the next few I years. I agree. I think it's been one of the blessings of, of 2020. 2020. Yeah. Even though we've gone through a lot of shit, like what I would call like the muck. Yeah. We are digging, we're, we've been given this opportunity to really dig and find our gold and our diamonds and yeah. just find the beauty and all of it. Um, but I, I also like besides singing, cause singing's been like a super healing thing for me. All my art is, but like that's gotten me through some really tough stuff. I actually like this year, I made it a goal to start to launch my Etsy shop and get business cards. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I'm really proud of. It was the circumstances of the year that really pushed me because I actually launched my Etsy shop on my birthday and I was home alone on my birthday. I'm like, how am I going to make this special for me? Yeah. And so that's where you find those silver linings and I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do for myself. So that is one th other thing that I really, and I worked with an artist to design like a business card. I'm like, who am I? Yeah. <laughs> it's a call that a lot of us, I think, can't help but answer yeah. this year. And you, I wanted to ask you mm -hmm. too in particular because I was a part of a lot of communities online that you had created mm -hmm. that hold spaces for creatives, artists, and then just females in yeah. in particular. Yeah. What inspired you to create those spaces? Do you remember the first time you created one? Um, yeah, so I have made a lot of groups on Facebook because I'll get <laughs> ideas. Yeah. I'll get ideas and I'm like, oh, that would make a great group and like whatever. <laughs> But the two groups that seem to get the most traction and the most people engaging is Dear World yeah. and the Yoniverse, which is, the Yoniverse is a newer one, probably only a year, almost a year old maybe, and then Dear World's like maybe five years old or something. Dear World started as one thing and became this whole other thing, which is really beautiful. So like initially I knew I wanted it to be like kind of like a place where people could like a live journal like write about their day and what they had experienced in their day but then it kind of turned actually turned into like this support group mm -hmm. where people come and share something vulnerable that, that has happened to them or just a struggle they're going through and like everyone's just been holding space and like giving support and it's been so beautiful to watch it grow I can't, I, sometimes I can't even believe it because like people, like friends are, I had one day, like I had a, um, a request to join the group, but it was someone that had, someone in their cancer support group suggested it to them. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, what? Whoa. Uh, so, and, and I guess like I, I just understand the importance of vulnerability and being able to be upfront about your humanness and like so like having a support group I think it, it it's really helps so many people and we need to be there for each other and really that's just that's really the, the intention behind it is learning how to be a community yeah and how to like see each other and hold each other and like not judge each other <laughs> for being human <laughs> right 
I that that group in particular I felt like I could go to that group and post something about my day that I'm sure included feelings that somebody else could totally understand relate to and, and completely dismiss like if I posted it on my main page right because like people would be like oh like who cares your heart hurts what about it like <laughs> right um, but like in in dear world it was like it wasn't you weren't doing it to get attention you were doing it to be seen yeah. by by a group that yeah. that you knew would like hold space for you whether right. it was just like you know throwing something in there that like you know you yeah. you could talk to me if you need to or like a nice funny meme or right. um and it was really like i felt that it was a very beautiful space Good. that you created you. <laughs> yeah everyone's holding it down i mean i you know it's intentional like it, yeah. it has the intention behind it it's a place where you are meant to go to feel safe. to feel safe mm -hmm. that's the purpose you know that's the point and so it feels safer to go there with some of your baggage to unload and you know people are gonna be there it's strangers too right which yeah, is amazing complete it is complete it's strangers good, yeah, which complete is so strangers. beautiful and so yeah that's why i love it so much is because you know like that's the container i can go to that container and i'll be held yeah yeah and we need that right now we need that always but like especially right now yeah, the Yoniverse is, you know, a feminine-based group where it's similar, I guess, in a way, but it's more geared towards women supporting other women because I think that's also really important to have safe safe space within a sisterhood, mm -hmm. whatever that means to you. Yeah. Because there are things that I... Because Dear World is, is all rainbow colors, you know, it's men, women, non-binary, just all, all the things, so... It's like, it's just sometimes you, there are certain things you just want to express with women. Right. I just, I know that at least for myself. No, and, me too. And that's okay. I think that men should have more of their own thing. Like, and women can, and, and I, I, I don't know, in terms of like healing, I think it's important. And, and it's also just about, you know, talking about reproductive health and like a safe space where women can talk about like their menstrual cycle yeah. or whatever. And like, cool, like be heard by people who completely relate. Like without, understand. Without having to worry about that, you know, the judgment of people who would make it something right. unnatural, just, disgusting or yeah, whatever they all. Like, yeah, you want, yeah, exactly. And, and also a space for us to lift each other up and just be like, yeah, yeah, you go girl like you do that weird thing you're doing I yeah. don't know like <laughs> and you know so it's it's similar and we can just share like our own personal stuff or like beautiful sometimes I share like beautiful belly dancing videos I'm like look at this like it's so nice and I don't know just all things feminine I like to foster my sisterhood yeah I think that's important <laughs> me too <laughs> <laughs> we need more of that yeah are you, do you feel the moon? I feel the moon. Oh, I feel the moon, <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah, I do. That's for sure. It's like, Ah, in touch with our spiritual selves, the moon. All right, spiritual explorations. That's where I'm going with that. That's, that's okay. my segue. Cool. <laughs> I love Speaking it. of spiritual, I mean, you're like the only person that I know who's ever gone on like mm -hmm. a retreat. Yes. Like, a, so, like gone to a place to actually have yes. like 
some sort of educational experience mm-hmm. to deepen your spiritual understanding. When I f- want to first start out by asking, when did that start for you? Is it something that you've been doing for your entire life, like seeking these resources? Oh, I mean, especially when, especially when I graduated high school. It was funny because as a senior, I was really blossoming into my spirituality more. I wasn't really going to retreats quite yet, but I did, I was going to, I was senior in high school and I was going to the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors in New York, which is this um, chapel run by Alex and Allison Gray, who are like extremely world-renowned visionary artists. Mm. And Alex Gray, a lot of his artwork is involved with like Tool, the band Tools, all their art, album art and stuff. So that's how I found out about him. Mm. And I was listening to Tool all the time. Yeah. And I was like, wow, my third eye is opening up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So like, I was like, but I was, I was seeking, I was seeking out these fruitful experiences of community and like right out of high school because I was like drawn to it. I was drawn to this whole world that I knew was out there. So, you know, as soon as I graduated, I just... Every, I, everything was coming to me. Like I was get, getting those experiences. I was seeking them out to better understand myself and to be, better understand human connection. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've I've been really lucky and fortunate and blessed to have so many fruitful experiences. And it wasn't until 2017 that I actually went to a couple of retreats. I went to like a really small women's retreat, and then I went to this other retreat called the wild earth intensive but i will say before i get into that i did actually grow up going to powwows too what is that a powwow is like a native american based gathering that my my uncle was doing like doing them and he would dress in a whole native american regalia and Mm -hmm. like dance and so it's just like kind of like a lot of camp out so you'd go camp and you'd listen to the elders they'd have sweat lodges things like that okay so i was exposed to that kind of stuff at a really young age and that i think ignited i already had this understanding of community mm-hmm. once i started going to more like festivals and when i did the wild earth intensive like which is an incredible 10-day retreat transformative retreat um really geared around just like reconnecting with the earth and traditional sort of indigenous traditional sort of connecting and mm-hmm. so I, it was a really really life-changing experience you know we did we did a sweat lodge for that and i'm i was already familiar with a lot of these things and i had done sweat lodges prior to that in my earlier 20s i can't believe i can say that now um, I was, I read this book called, which is a great book. It's a great book and I do recommend it, but like I was have struggling with it in some ways. There's the concept of, um, the ego, which we could get totally like super into that, but <laughs> Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth, which is a beautiful book and I do want to read it again, but I was very, res- my, I was very resistant at yeah. the same time to this information because my ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like. Well, so for anyone who's yeah. listening who doesn't know what shadow work is, yeah. what, what would you say for a little, how would you describe that to somebody? So, so sh- okay, so I, I actually, I'm gonna, is it okay if I read off something? Oh yeah, for sure. I wish I'd started the timer. I was distracted. Okay, so yeah, you wanted to read. 
Yeah, so shadow work is the process of exploring your inner darkness or shadow self. Shadow work uncovers every part of you that has been disowned, repressed, and rejected. It is one of the most authentic paths to enlightenment. So like, I have this other thing I can read that explains it as well. Shadow work is the process of, of uncovering the hidden and darker parts of the self. It is getting intimate with any part of yourself that you have ignored, rejected, or disowned. Again, it means accessing your subconscious on a level that requires contemplation. What have I been taught about myself from childhood until now? So it has a lot to do with what you, your, like, what you were told as a child, like what, was projected onto you so like if you so there's an example example here maybe as a child you were told that you were unattractive and that boys will never like you and maybe now at the age of 32 you just decide you hate the male gender because of all of because all of them are sh shit <laughs> this is what this says this is what this says <laughs> because all of them when you do shadow work you you've uncovered that as a child you got told that you weren't beautiful so like shadow work is uncovering parts of your your inner child mm. that was shamed or so this this form of healing is really is really hard mm. and dark dark and you have yeah and, and it seems when when you say shadow or whatever like people think that's like oh darkness it's evil it's like no no it's actually really beautiful like we can't ignore we don't even realize that we're suppressing all this shit like yeah. that and it, but but this form of work is really scary and that's why a lot of people repress their stuff because it's hard and because i'm doing it and it's hard yeah <laughs> <laughs> well let's let's swing right from there into mm -hmm. emotional vulnerability mm -hmm. how how have you been exploring that and has that been something recent? I know that mm -hmm. I have a very hard time with it, but you, yeah. I, I personally think that the more you make it habit, yeah, the easier it gets. Yeah. But you yeah. do always sort of, I, I yeah. honestly feel like I always am walking yeah. around with a bleeding heart, but like it's like yeah. sort of the way that you have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's no totally. way around it. And it does, it ends up being satisfying in some ways. For sure. No. They go hand in hand because it's, it's really, you can't do this form of work without having support around you. You need to have your tribe, you need to have your fellowship, as I like to call it. People who will have your back, who will listen to you, hold space, like, do you use, you, do you use that word because of the Lord of the Rings? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so emotional vulnerability, like giving yourself the permission to be who you are, which is human. And that, that comes with scars and imperfections, and that comes with a story. Intense feelings. Intense feelings. Like, we grew up, especially our generation, I feel like we grew up around a lot of adults who shamed us for having emotions. And this was not helpful. And this is where the shadow work comes in, because you have to dig in and see where, like, if you're... Right, like whatever kind of response or reaction you have it to it as an adult, it it came from somewhere. Like you're like, because we all develop habits that might not suit. Like 
They work for a period of time as you're growing up to survive. Mm -hmm. But when you're an adult, like these these survival mechanisms don't work anymore. They've become a habit and so you have to unlearn those things in doing the shadow work. Like there's so many components to it in terms of healing. Where a lot of the healing needs to take place is that the generation that raised us, they're the generation before them was like. So there's another thing I like that's called um, generational, generational trauma. trauma. Oh, yeah. So like, or and ancestral trauma. That's like a whole thing too. But yeah. the generation after generation is like, because like that raised us, the generation before them was doing the same thing, shaming, and so it's been happening. It's a trickle, trickle down. down. Mm -hmm. Our generation, I see, we're trying to break that cycle. Yeah. We're like, no, y'all didn't know what was up. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's crazy. <laughs> we can't be doing that no more. And it's time to flip the script and be like, no. Cool, cool, cool. Well, that certainly took longer than I thought. <laughs> um, and there, like, there, I did have one more topic, which cool. we could transition to if you want, but it's the polyamory topic. Okay, yeah. Um, think, it's your call. I think, um, I don't even know what Paul, what I want to do with Polly anymore, so it's probably not a good topic for me to get into, because I'm just like, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> it's an interest. I mean, like, I think that I mean, if you have a specific question that you're curious about, I might be able to answer it. Um, so basically what I was thinking is like, so it's something that I've been approached about mm -hmm. in the past few years. A lot of people that I think hear about it, at least in my experience, who aren't yeah. participating or yeah. don't under, don't seem to really understand yeah. what it is. Yeah. And I think that a lot of those people will think things like, yeah. well, and it, it, is this wrong or is this not wrong? Like a man who has seven wives, is that poly? Is that the same as like mm -hmm. um, a group of multiple like five different partners yeah. having a situation where one's a primary and that's you right know, all of that yeah um and it's just like a, a sort of a dizzying thing when <laughs> being approached about it by people who obviously have an yeah an intention um yeah. and then talking to people who are so outside of that circle that they have no understanding yeah. of what yeah because my mind my mind like when i when i like feel it out like some people approach me and I think to myself are you just a person who has no sort of self-control mm. is the way that, and I say mm. that based on how I see them handle it and how I see them treat certain people and then I see other people who are super meticulous about it very very meticulous about it and have like a very genuine I have more love in myself than is capable to just share with one other person. And that is a thing, yeah. Like, yeah. group. Right. And then I think there are other people who are just, who are, who are like, well, this is something that I can participate in without having to be monogamous. Yeah. I think that that's, yeah, that is the thing about it, is everyone has a different reason for doing it. They might not even want to admit it. But I've been, yeah. I know, like some people, and yes, I felt like I was one of those people where I had like, I have too much love. Yeah. I need to be able to share it with more than one person. Mm -hmm. And and also just feeling naturally attracted to more than one person at, at a time. time. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Yeah. That is fine. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> this is okay. Yeah. It's I mean, natural. It's hard. I, I can understand. Society. I can understand why it would be viewed as really scary because jealousy is a thing. And I know I've experienced it within the poly world and and I don't think jealousy is in, jealousy is not 
there's like a question on OKCupid, which is like, is jealousy healthy or unhealthy or whatever? And obviously like, it's not, I don't know. I like to say like, it is the result of, I think, trauma. The, the, emo the emotion of jealousy in some cases I mean I think it's not it's not technically healthy but we do experience the emotion and we need to be able to like just like we were just talking about emotions yeah. we can't shame it yeah. if it's if it's if you're experiencing it you're experiencing it for a reason but you need to get to the root of it and like work with your partner and, and work on it with yourself but also work with your partner or partners to like you know one of the things that I tried doing or did do especially in my first poly relationship was like spend time with his other partner and like hang out with them and get all you know and and, and that really helps getting to know them so it, we call that sounds pain as to a person who's never done it that sounds painful to me it it can be yeah it, it um like one of like my first partner that I did it with one of my his partners I really got along with and we're still friends today and like it is dependent on the person if you can get along with them and yeah. like separate that the reality that we're dating the same person from our own relationship yeah which you'd call that you, the term is metamorph you and this other person that's dating this person you're yeah. metamorphs because you're not dating each other but Oh, gotcha. I don't know. There's oh, all, it's, terminology. So, there's terminology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is, and, but one of the best things I learned from it, terminology-wise, was the, the word compersion, which is the opposite of jealousy. It's like feeling happy for your partner. Whoa. And I, you can experience compersion with friends. You can experience it with family. Like, yeah. I experienced compersion. I didn't, once I learned what that term was and I like started feeling it out and outside of my poly whatever, I realized I feel it for like other people. And it's yeah. a really beautiful thing. How crazy is it that that, that term isn't in the mainstream? So it that it be. So that that concept becomes minimized because we don't have the language for it. But we'll have jealousy yeah. blown up like a mm -hmm. blimp over here we, and yeah. constantly talk about it. But there's yeah. like the opposite of that feeling right. also exists. That's it does exist and it doesn't just have to exist in the poly world. It can be a feeling you feel for your friend or your parent or right. something. Like yeah. seeing someone else's happiness may Making you happy. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. That's what compersion is. Yeah. I couldn't wait. I had to take the bite. So <laughs> no, it's fine. First impressions. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that came out so good. Mm -hmm. It was so easy. It was so easy. It was delicious. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of a co coffee cake. Yeah, very coffee cake like. Mm -hmm. This is definitely less of a bready texture and more of a cakey texture, yeah. but it, it's on the line and it's very, very good. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So you had fun? Yep. Had a blast. I'm so glad that you <laughs> you made the trek over here to be a guest today. Oh my god, of course. We talked about so many so many things. We um, did. We did. We did good. <laughs> it really was, but like, I, I really do like having these conversations and like, you learn a lot about a person and you learn a lot about things that you never knew. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna eat the crap out of this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited to bring it home. The glaze will only make it like 10 times mm -hmm. better. It's like the breakfast I want. <laughs>
Thanks so much for listening, guys. For more episodes like this one, go to mixedbread.com or follow Mixed Bread Podcast on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Uh, links to all of Summer's socials will be in the episode description and on Mixed Bread Podcast on Instagram. Yeah. Anything you'd like to say to the people to sign <laughs> off? I just want to say that I love you and you're beautiful and you're worthy and I hope you have the most beautiful rest of your year and to have a killer 2021 but like in a good way wait i'm gonna I'm gonna cut that out <laughs> i can cut that one out but yes um thank you so much for having me and i hope to be back for another interview at some point oh yeah definitely <laughs> i hope you have a killer 2021 <laughs>